Tuesdays for Hope with New Directions right now on The Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers. Talk 94.5. It is 9.38 on The Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers, and this is the time that we do our New Directions Tuesdays for Hope. We have William Hauser here and Brendy Novak joining us to talk about the new recovery program or the newly expanded recovery program going on uh, involving the women's shelter and the new uh, renovation project that happened with uh, with the help of Westgate Resorts. William, tell us a little bit about uh, what's going on with New Directions with the recovery program and this new life that the women's shelter has gotten with Brandy Novak. So the recovery program is going great, mm-hmm. um, how it's always been since we've been coming on the show. But recently we've been able, well, July 5th, we were able to hire Miss Brandy mm-hmm. and she's come into our women's program to try and start offering the same services for the women as we have been for the men for the past year and a half, which started out as a pilot program. Um, so since July, we've been running things a lot more smoothly mm-hmm. and offering much higher level of care for the women that are homeless that, here in Myrtle Beach. So. Has the need increased that you felt like you needed to do this? I don't think the need necessarily increased. There's always been a need, but we haven't necessarily had the bandwidth to offer the same type of services across the board, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Okay. Miss um, Brandy kind of fell into our lap and was a godsend, and, and we're able to do more now for the women than what we have been in the past. All right. Now, Brandy, I know that you come from, can I say the place you came from? Okay, so it's Tidelands. I'm just going to bring the microphone closer to you so we can hear you better. Um, And so tell us, because you might help a lot of people today that might need this or have a loved one that is, um, is it, when you were at Tidelands, were you helping people male, female? Both. Both. Okay, and so now you're going to be primarily focused on women who are homeless. How is this going to be different in your approach or, or more pinpointed in focus? It's a little bit different only because in this setting, you are dealing with a wide variety of different issues on why women become homeless, whether that be substance use or mental health or just one bad thing that happened in their life. Um, where Tidelands, it was solely focused on, on substance use disorder. So how, what is your background, um, you know, so how are you going to be able to um, address the whole gamut there. So I personally have will have 13 years in recovery in November. Um, and I've experienced a lot of the things that the women have experienced myself. I've worked in a detox back in Massachusetts, where I am from, for many years. And you experience a wide variety of, of folks in that line of work. And then working in the hospital, although my sole focus was folks with substance use disorder, you do come across every person that there is, Mm -hmm. which gives me, you know, the ability to kind of connect and relate more to folks. So when, um, how many people are you going to be able to have in your list of cases that, you know, at the women's shelter, how many people can you serve? 24. Okay. And how many people are there now? 23. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay. So you have a full plate there. What is, what are some of the things that, you know, once, someone comes in front of you from, you know, the perspective of already being involved in, in the women's shelter for New Directions, um, they're really super rock bottom, aren't they? Yeah. Most times they are very, they, there's no hope left for them. That, that's how they feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they walk in, they see hope starts here. 
Mm-hmm. And it's just beautiful and it's bright and it's vibrant and that instantly tends to put a smile on people's faces. There's been so much work done lately. It feels more like a home. Mm. And the women become comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, they take pride in where they live and they start to take pride in in how they feel mm-hmm. and how they, they represent to one another, which that there helps. So uh, I'm just imagining that a person comes to the doorstep there, they're in a free fall mm-hmm. and they finally get a landing spot to like catch a breath. Is that what it's like? Very much. Yeah. Very much. And so what is the first issue that you deal with? Like how... How do you go about peeling apart where things have, have gone awry and finding the root cause of whatever issue? First, listening to their story. Mm. Just listening to their story. Oftentimes, po- people don't have somebody that's listened. That's really just listened to hear them and not to respond. Um, that That right there helps greatly. And depending on what their story is, you can start to pinpoint, okay, this is, you know, they lost their ID, and now they, they couldn't they couldn't hold a job because they, they couldn't have an ID. Mm. You know, something so. it's as simple as that. Yeah. Um, what is some? Can you share with us a story that maybe it doesn't have to be here at New Directions, but share a story that might someone out there might be relating to could relate to. So we just actually had a woman um, in the past few months who came in. Um, looking for recovery. They were very much done living the lifestyle that they had lived. They ended up on the woman's shelter doorstep. They had no ID, no birth certificate, no no anything. Hmm. Um, and getting those things, obtaining them was very challenging. If you don't have one, you can't get the other. Mm-hmm. She practiced a lot of patience and got her birth certificate, then her ID, and is now working. And is doing wonderful in in her recovery and in life. Mm. Now, do they go out and uh, and they're able to work? I mean, do you find that it's it's someone who is coming to you that maybe had a previous life and something went awry and now they've lost everything and they're starting over? Is does that happen often? Not as often, but it does happen. Okay, it does happen. And how do you how does one go? about starting to put their life back together. Like you said, you have to put it like in order, you know. How do you go about doing that? Prioritizing, you know, taking taking a look at what what you have and what you need and how to get those to those next steps. Mm-hmm. Breaking it down into small achievable steps, not just one big old goal of I need to get on my feet and I need to do it within the next month. Well, well how are we going to do that? Do mm-hmm. you need to get an ID? Do you need to get your license back? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. And what are the other needs that women come with, uh, come into that, like, you know, like one of the things you said was um, just having to, someone to listen to their story. What other needs are, are being met at the women's shelter that you may not have a resource for in particular, but what other need, you know, is it safety? Is it camaraderie? Is it what else are they gaining at the women's shelter? All of the above. Mm-hmm. All of the above. Um, safety is a big one. And at first, you know, there is an adjustment period for a lot of the women where they're still on guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a really amazing house and there is their structure. So they know what to expect every day, which helps them feel safe because they know what to expect. They know who's going to be where doing what. Mm. We have our groups every morning um, where we, we share lots of different things, whether it be... Um, 
you know, specific to substance use or more mm-hmm. just recovery as a whole, as mind, body, soul recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, is there something in particular, because everybody's rock bottom is different. Yes. So is there something in particular that is common in the rock bottom mentality? Like what is the one thing that makes people say, that's it? Because they say that's it a lot. Mm-hmm. And then it's not it. No, it, no it's so, not. So then when is it really it? I know it's different for it, everybody. It is. that That's a tricky question because it is different mm-hmm. for everybody. Um, I mean, some people can lose their kids. They can lose their home. They lose their job. They lose their income. They can't put food enough. on the table. They're sleeping on the street. They're being abused. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's still not rock bottom. And people are like, how could you live like that? Yeah. And, and it is. It's different for everybody. Some mm-hmm. people just get fed up. They're just done with that constant chase. Some people have to go through more, you know, prison and and losing Mm. everything. And they're still okay with living that life. A lot of times once you give somebody some hope, even Mm -hmm. if they're, you know, they're still in that cycle, if you give them some hope and you show that you care about them, that in itself can make a drastic change. What about the self-dignity? I mean, do they lose a feeling of... You know, are they embarrassed mm-hmm. that they are out of control? I mean, how do you how do you find help people find that footing? I mean, the, the guilt and the shame um, is common. It's very common. Mm-hmm. And that's that can be tricky to work through depending on where they are in their recovery. You don't want to throw it at them on day one, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but as those feelings arise by keeping that safe space and somebody to talk to, they can talk about what they're feeling in that moment. Why do you do this, Brandy? Because you could do other yeah, things. Because I, I love it. <laughs> and somebody did this for me, and these are my people. Oh. These are my people. So, the person who did it for you, what was the one? Did you have like this one aha moment that was just like, wow? Yeah. Um, I, there was nothing I could do was, that was going to change this person's love for me or their care and concern for me. Mm-hmm. There was nothing that I could do that was going to make them say, that's it. I'm done. Mm. I hate you. Unconditional. Mm-hmm. And this was just somebody that was working somewhere it was, like you? Um, it was a few people. It was some foster family members. Yeah. Mm. And what was it like? Wh- what part of, in your life did you find yourself at rock bottom? What wh- What was going on at your rock bottom? I mean, is it something that keeps you from Going back, that oh, rock yeah. bottom moment. Oh yeah. Do do you like have to name it and identify it and and acknowledge it in its all of its, you know, um, rawness in order to keep it alive long enough for you never to go back? Yeah. I mean, oh, is that what has to happen? It's I, I'm still very one, real for me. It's still really real. Yeah. What was that moment like? Like, what is that rock bottom moment for you? For me, yeah. It was it was the chaos. It was seeing. Um, my children living in that chaos. Mm. I didn't want that for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and there wasn't, there wasn't a you know, threat of them being taken away. It was just I didn't want to put them through what I had gone through. Mm-hmm. And I and it it just clicked. It just clicked one day, and that was it. Was it something one of your children said to you, or did, or did you see them? Do my you? oldest getting older. Mm-hmm. And, and seeing things and not being able to manipulate the storyline. 
So they were covering for you. He was. I was trying to manipulate the storyline. Yeah. And they were like, Yeah, no, this is no. You're lying. How old was your child at that point? Six. That age. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's so young. Very young. So now, what are your children doing now? My oldest is in college. She's a junior in college. Yeah. She's. that's great. Begins her uh, substance abuse psych classes. So she's following in your footsteps. Y- yep. <laughs> yes, That's very much. That's so. interesting. Now, and she was the one who identified mm-hmm. that rock bar. That's very interesting, isn't it? You just gave me goosebumps. Yep. <laughs> that is so full circle. Um, and that is amazing. I love that. I love that. And how about your other children? They're still in school, middle school. They're doing good. They were, they were very, very much newborns when I was in recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was more so my oldest that had seen it. But I was still behaving in some chaotic manners, even though I wasn't physically using once the two little ones mm-hmm. were born. I right. still had a lot of behaviors that I needed to work through. That's a lot amazing. of behaviors. Well, your daughter sounds like a very amazing... I mean, think about yeah. that perspective and that she's able to... I, I this it, very impressive young lady. Very much. Well, Thank Brandy, you. it's really nice to meet you and hear your story and uh, all the things that you're doing for the women here in the community. Thank you. Uh, sounds like 23 very lucky ladies to um, have crossed your path. Thank you. And so g- very, um, very excited to have you on board with New yes. Directions and Tuesdays for Hope. Hopefully we can have you on more often. And keep us up to date on all that. Will do. That's, Thank you for really having exciting. me. really exciting. And best of luck. William, what do you think? I think she did a fantastic job for being as nervous as she was. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so, William, um, it, you know, it, this is what she's saying, just ringing bells. Yeah, very much so. When you were talking about the bottom, I, I it's so hard to explain to people that, you know, bottom is, isn't a feeling. It's a feeling. It's an emotion. Um, It's not anything material that happens. It's not being homeless. It can be. Mm -hmm. um, But it's more so the feeling that the person experiences in that moment of what's going on in the chaos around them. Mm. Um, So that is the one thing that is common amongst them all is they all share the same feeling. The circumstances that brought the feeling to come to fruition may be Mm -hmm. totally different. Right. But they all share that same feeling of hopelessness. And when that person hits that rock bottom emotion, you guys are there. You have to be. You guys are there. Well, thank you all so much. Um, New Directions is online at helpnewdirections.org. Thank you, Brandy Novak of the Women's Shelter, William Hauser.